Jump City, everybody, where we recap the week in American and Japanese sequential art. I am your host, Christian Espinal, and joining me through Discord, it is the man, the myth, the legend. It is Joshua Gangsta Time Cole. Cold partner, but it should be called Gangsta Time. What up, Chris? Hello, friend. What's good, Brian? What's yeah, good, yeah. listeners? Hello. <laughs> Very uh, happy to be here. Hell yeah, me too. Also joining us through Discord, it is my brother, it is our producer, it is Edgelord Big News, Brian. What's up, nerds? Hello. It's good to be here. Feels like only yesterday we were here, but uh, a new week has emerged. Uh, super excited to be here. We have, a, we have a nice little smooth show for you today. Uh, let's get into plurgs really quick, so as not to delay said smooth show. I, you can smooth find me. show. <laughs> <laughs> you can find me at the Chris Espinal on Twitter and Instagram. Joshua Cole, where can they find you? At JD Cole underscore 37. Y'all already know. Mm-hmm. The Twitter handle, MY Chillin, C H I L L E N. Yeah. And uh, Brian, yeah. Where, where can they find you? You can find me at b.esp on Instagram and Twitter. And uh, whenever I decide to stream, you could catch a you could catch me at its punchline, uh, twitch.tv slash its punchline. Yeah, yeah. Check out his stream, guys. Um, you can follow our theme song guy at drums foo at drum underscore foo, uh, and you can follow the show itself at New Jump City on Twitter and Instagram. Follow us on Twitter especially because every Sunday we do a weekly audience really good chapter of the week award uh so you guys can cast your votes uh the poll goes up every sunday afternoon and uh yeah cast your votes for what you think uh is the best chapter there um also you can email us at newjumpcitypod at gmail.com with any questions suggestions anything you guys want to talk to us about uh and or you can just comment underneath the video you're watching if you're watching on youtube we have an extensive backlog of episodes that uh we have lost in the great copyright strike of uh, 2020. So uh, subscribe to us there for all the older stuff. Um, and uh, if you're listening on iTunes, there is a link in your description that will take us to take you to our new YouTube page. Uh, subscribe to us there. You know, we have full episodes. We have the highlight breakouts with stuff that we're reading, you know, examples of whatever we're talking about. So, you know, full video experience. You get to see our faces, our lovely faces. Um, so yeah and also leave us a five-star review and a nice comment if you if you if that fancies you better i don't know anyway spoiler alerts ahead. tell chris I, he looks cute today what tell chris he looks cute <laughs> yeah, today in the I comments guys today. i need i need all the self-esteem i can get um but without further ado it is time to randomize he said is this ice <laughs> dickhead is it cold my hero academia all right we're starting MBA. we're starting off with the big guns today <laughs> yeah 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 we're starting out pretty big uh this is my quote hero. unquote big guns quote unquote i mean it's pretty big uh this is my hero what's that what's the title of this episode uh what the title this of this chapter. episode oh this is my hero chapter. academia chapter 290 dobby's dance um alternate title one whiny teenager. <laughs> Alternate title. Our last episode is uh, is very dated, or like we really uh, we really missed the mark. What <laughs> we thought this was gonna be. We outthought ourselves, guys. You know, we yeah. overthought it, but we'll get to it when we get to it. 
last we uh, last we left off, Giganto Macchio was just pulling up to the scene of the crime. Uh, we cut over to the Fujitani Hospital, where Todoroki's mom is being held currently in the psych ward. As she's watching the TV, uh, everything likes you know. There's a lot of static, and then all you see is a shirtless Dobby in his like most edge lord pose, <laughs> just like. Mm. I didn't peep that the first time. <laughs> I don't know about you guys. Yeah, what the shirtless Dobby? Yeah. yeah. Well, his clothes are so leather. I mean, he's on TV, but yeah, he just decided like, yeah, I'm gonna show you all what this burnt cinder skin look like. Yeah. So yeah, he's just sitting there. Know. This looks like the cover to his album. She <laughs> has like his mixtape. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, it's really cool. I feel like Eminem would would make a make a cover. Yeah, like this, you know, probably yeah. His body burnt up. Yeah, body burnt yeah. up. <laughs> Maybe Drake. This feels like a Drake guy's cover. Maybe Drake. <laughs> All these burns are his hurt feelings. You know. Yeah. Call me in my feelings. You know. Endeavor. Yo, he's, he's me. got the. Yeah, he's got <laughs> the. Stop. Endeavor, <laughs> do you love me? <laughs> this is a. This is a funny one, man. From Her- Hirokoshi. Yeah. That was. I knew that. I know we. I know we wasn't meant to take that one serious. Yeah. Gotcha. Uh, we cut back over to the battle itself, uh, and Dobby. We get a little explanation. Like, all for one is still taking over his body for the most part, and uh, we we get a little explanation that like Shigaraki is barely holding on at this point. Like, it's only by the grace of the rivet stab um, quirk that it's even keeping him active at this point with the amount of damage his body has taken. Uh, Totally. Those rivets being the uh, the the, the uh, power enhancers, cyber looking, yeah, the, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Todoroki just pulls up and is like, "I gotta take him down right now. <laughs> you know, I gotta burn his ass." And then um, the uh, uh, Nejire is intercepting from the other side as well. They're about to like pincer this guy, and they both unleash like all of their attacks. My favorite part is that like all for one is thinking is like so strong. Surge and half mm-hmm. hot, half cold. They refuse half to give cold, our broke. They refuse to give our broken body the slightest reprieve. And um, like, yeah, they go. What you think yeah. this is? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no I, it's, freebies it's out here. It's interesting. He like he knows their exact quirk names, and I wonder if that's like a f- uh, like a feature of all for one is that you can just see what quirks people have. No, I think they well, just do just knows. their research. Yeah. Like he's just that finked out that he knows the yeah, quirks just... of everyone, and they cut, <laughs> as soon as the babies I'm, come out. I mean, if like, there, let's see, is there anything I can take? If there is a traitor, there is a mm. chance that, like, they should know who, what everybody's quirks are, because mm-hmm. like, they they invaded the. Remember when they invaded the camp? Like, they should know all all of UA's like. Oh, students' also, quirks and especially the high-level ones. You I know? think it's because they have like Doctor Dharma, and he's probably just been feeding information to All for One all these years. Because he's yeah. around when these kids find out their quirks. Like he's the one who diagnosed them with like quirks. So if he sees yeah, anything, there's that too. Yeah. yeah, if he sees anything interesting, you can pass it by. Anyway. Yeah. Plus, all these kids are very are like out there. Like the public knows about these guys at this point. Yeah. Like. Yeah, we're very bad at theories because that way now we're just like outthinking our own theory. <laughs> okay, so you know, as he's like getting smoked alive, um, that's when Giganto Machia shows up with his big ass hand, uh, extend like his fingers extend through a quirk he has, I guess, 
and man, oh, it looks crazy. Yeah, uh, he is such a talented artist, man. Like you can like the shades and the like the blur lines is just like to see the movement. It's very, it feels very big, and I can kind of see it moving. It's one of those things. Um, very much, very much respect. Um, he bats away uh, Nejere and, and Todoroki. Bakugo is in uh, Ida's arms, still like thirst bucketing down there. <laughs> He's just like, M- gotta achieve absolute victory. I'm like, damn, Bakugo. <laughs> that's it. The dog, and death's door. Yeah. That's, that's a victory in and of itself. Yeah. He, yeah, you're just lucky you survived. Um, meanwhile, Shigaraki lands into the hands of uh, Giganto Machia, and he's like, your will is my command, so give me an order. Wait, 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 wait. I just realized something. What? So, I didn't notice this my first read-around, but if you look at the panel with Machia, it shows that he's shaking. Oh, you're right. Wait, I don't know about that. I think it's, um, he, no, that's, no, his, that's his finger shrinking back down. No, because it's also coming in from his back too. Yeah, like he's shaking he's, like he's all over. Down a little bit to talk to him. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Look if how you massive look, he looks. If you look, no, because look, it says vroom vroom vroom. Yeah, that's him. I going, guess like, that could be his fingers, but like, no, yeah, I don't you, know. If you and also his back. eyes are like half down again too. I think that he's down. No, I think they're like trying to say that maybe he's like starting to get tired. Uh, I don't know about I don't that. Know. I think, like, because you see the things on his back go down, too. I think if you look in the previous page, you can see how extended everything Oh, is. yeah, 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 yeah. I so guess you're right. So that's just him shrinking. It could be. He could be getting tired, but I don't know. It's definitely happening. That sleep potion shit didn't, did not go down for no reason. Yeah. It's Actually, you're right. You're right. That is just things going da- back into his body. You're right. Yeah. Um, meanwhile, Endeavor's looking down. That's like, a sharp eye anyway. Endeavor's looking over this whole scene just like, what the fuck am I doing? <laughs> I am... Uh, I am I gotta take him down. I am, after all, I am this nation's top hero. So these, these kids out here putting in all this work, and I'm out here looking like straight fighter number one out here. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. That's when Dobby shows up and is like, whoa, you guys are here. And uh, he's like, he's just immediately, he pulls out this chemical. He douses his hair with it. And uh, he's he reveals that his name is... Toya. It is Toya Shigaraki all along. Latoya Smith. What a shocker. I mean, all right, last week <laughs> we we tried to overthink ourselves because we all knew that this was Toya, but like last week Brian positive this. Actually, like I thought a really great theory. That awesome theory when I listened to it again. And honestly, when I was like thinking about it and when I read this chapter, I was like, oh, it didn't go down. We We thought that Dobby could be this person that isn't Toya, but was given Toya's quirk. Hence why his body is so weak to the fire that it's like scorched him everywhere. Uh, but that's not the case. This is just Toya uh, <laughs> all along. <laughs> the worst kept secret in manga is, turns out to be real. <laughs> it's not even like it's a, it's a, like a secret that got leaked. It's just everybody fucking knew. Like all the clues that they gave us in, in the show and everything just led to him being Toya. Well, it's not even that the clues for me, I mean, I just started to realize like the more I saw Dobby, I'm like, he looks a lot like Todoroki. Like just his face. Um but yeah, it's Toya. I mean, who who's shocked? Uh really. Um but it, it's not Yeah, and also his resistance to ice. 
Yeah, well, that's tough. Does he have resistance to ice? Yeah, they they made it clear like during his fight with the guy in the villain arc that you know he had a weird constitution against ice. Hmm. Well, because of his mom, I guess. Yeah, because he like like Endeavor said he inherited his mom's constitution, so he yeah. his body is ice resistant. Yeah, so his fire fucks him up. Yeah. So yeah, because it's not a ice, it's not a fire cork body. Uh, we then cut over sense. to uh, the hospital again as uh, Todoroki's mom is watching over him. Apparently, Todoroki's recorded like himself talking about his life story and who he is and how he became to be the way he is. Um, and you know, it's basically the backstory we all thought of, uh, we all knew at this point, is that at some point, uh, Toya was. He's the firstborn child of this quirk marriage that Endeavor has concocted in order to create a child with a stronger quirk to eventually defeat All Might. Uh, but he was a failure. And Endeavor was a real shithead back then. So whenever his kids turned out to be a failure, he would just kind of ignore them. Uh, and it doesn't really explain how Toya got separated from them, really, yet. I think that's going to be like we're going to get more details. Did they ever explain? I don't remember them saying how he died. Yeah, I think we're supposedly. Yeah, they didn't talk about his like death and all that stuff. Um, so I think we're gonna get that a little bit more down the road. There's gonna be a little bit more information. I could see this being a flashback, obviously. Um, but we're getting one side of the story with this broadcast, and Dobby is like, he he was just thinking of ways to get back at him for like all the abuse he suffered at the hands of Endeavor. Um, and when he saw that Shoto was like his success child. He was planning on killing uh, Shoto, but instead, it turned out Endeavor became uh, the number one hero, and he thought the best way to do it is, I guess, to cancel him and like talk about his like uh, his abuse on live television, so people could probably lose their faith in him as the number one hero at his height of success, at the height of his mm-hmm. dreams. The people would learn the truth about Endeavor, and their number one hero at the moment. Mm-hmm. That's not good. Yeah, and it's like a big reflection of what the League of Villains have been saying about heroes all along is that they're not as good as people think they are, I guess. So Yeah, I mean it's Or something yeah, like that. He's, or they fucked he's up. Trying. It could make people can jump to those conclusions. Yeah. Uh but you know and we get these little things. He's dancing as he's telling this story. Which yeah, a right. lot of people have tied to is that. that going on? Yeah, I think a lot of people have tied this to the Joker scene where he finally becomes Joker and he starts dancing on the stairwell. I think this is what it's an homage to that peop- a lot of people have been saying. Oh. And, you know, I think it makes sense. I think he does draw from a lot of, like, American comic and, you know, sources. Like, I think Twice was obviously modeled after Deadpool. Um, stuff like that. So I wouldn't put it past him. Uh, and the chapter ends with uh, Todoroki and Endeavor just looking upon him like, Fuck! So, I guess they're going to have to fight Dobby right now. Um, as uh, he yells, You reap what you sow, so let's tango. You and me, NG Todoroki, a dance with your son here in hell. Um, Man. Oh, and the last panel is that jet that we saw like a chapter or two ago. Yeah. Closing in on the yeah. scene. Where best AKA genius. AKA <laughs> one, two, three. Best genius. Best genius. Not yeah, that. it's probably best genus. All right, all right. I don't mind. I like best genus, and I'd be cool with him having a cool ass moment 
I think he's got a really fun, unique power. Yeah, but what is he going to do in this situation? <laughs> Everybody's wearing clothes. What if it's Treasure Chest Man from One Piece? <laughs> that would be epic. I would, love to, I would love that. Honestly, if Treasure Chest Man... They had to make him a character for something. They had to give... He is an iconic character, just like Aruka sensei He's... Uh, they shown him before. Like, uh, I think, like, during the time skip, you know, the title pages where they were showing everybody's reactions. Yeah, that's why I even remember him, right? He's got a girlfriend who's stuck in a barrel now, so... Oh, yeah! That's Good our boy. Good for him. Yeah. He's gonna, Good for he's him. gonna be down... He's gonna make his way to laugh to Rafto. Yo, to Rafto. Watch. <laughs> Treasure Chest He'll Man for Straw Hat. He actually... He was the One Piece the whole time. <laughs> that... I, would, I wouldn't like, be surprised. They just had to get his ass about up there. And yeah. be right. He just ran over there real fast. And he's like, I'm here. It's been me the whole time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, back to My Hero Academia. I mean, NBA. I mean, it's hard to really be like, whoa, one way or another, because we all knew this twist. And it's not a bad thing. Oh, everybody. It's not a bad thing at all. It's just like, yeah, <laughs> we know. Um, I will say that like in this big page the splash page he looks a lot like bakugo like it, it, we're lucky that he has all these burn marks to really differentiate because like yeah. his hair the hair color really makes him stand out and look like bakugo um yeah the facial expression too yeah so i mean you know it's not like a real uh criticism because you know he has enough different about him but it's like i have a genuine criticism oh what's your genuine criticism um i don't like I don't like how this character is kind of unfolding. Oh, yeah. Just, it seems like he's unraveling. I thought he was kind of different. And now he's like being all theatric and extra and shit. And what? You want to fight your weakened dad and your little bro that never did a goddamn thing to you? <laughs> Boo. I guess he's supposed to be a villain. I get it. And you, nigga, you're going to get smoked like a villain. Believe that. Mm -hmm. I have no confidence in Dobby. I yeah. think. Dobby was among I the think cooler. He's a cornball. <laughs> well, Dobby up. was among the cooler of the guys because I feel bad for him. I didn't know his body was like ice. And or yeah, something. no, I agree. I mean, you know, it is. It's like, rough. It's rough. It happened so quick too, where he was just like snapping. Um, and even when he was like fighting hawks, although he was like kind of like, I'm this crazy killer guy. It was still kind of subdued. I kind of like that. We all like that about Dobby. Is that like. Yeah. So one thing that differentiates him from the rest of the league is that like he's crazy, but he's like very subdued and calculating. And like I, it's so weird to see him just like yeah. turn into this like maniacal, laughing, bwahaha villain. Um, but who knows? Maybe like because I don't. Yeah, this is just one chapter. Yeah. This could just be for the moment. It was just like a little out of character. That's why I'm even bringing. You know, we we started out as Dabby, <laughs> then he was Toya. And then he was your Queen Phoenix. So, I, you know, Joaquin Phoenix. I just want some consent. Yeah, Joaquin. Yeah, did, did you say Yo Phoenix? Phoenix. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I actually, it's I actually have J, some. It's not a judge, oh. it's a yo, you I, know? I'll, wait, before Bright, I, uh, I think I, I'll try to justify it in the way that, like, I think Dobby's having this moment because he's been waiting for this moment for years and he is ooh, so happy. He, heavy. he was just like, ooh, finally I get to do it. I get to throw the whole usually die. a sad boy, but this is this is like, yeah, I'm gonna have my fun and be the you center know was, of attention. You know he was thinking about that die part forever. That he held it in his oh, pocket. Man. Like today's the day. When he robbed the store 
and seen that shit in there, and he put that in his pocket and said, "Yes, yeah, he went no, home that day." You know, he didn't pay for it. He didn't pay for oh, his no. hair dye remover. No, 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 no. So he robbed the store, went home, and didn't burn himself a little bit. Yeah. Like, of him. course, of course, everybody knew that this was coming, and I feel like this is a valid criticism to have now, where it's like the way that he handled Dobby specifically and all and his whole storyline until now. Like, he, like, it's a shame that, like, it's weird that he tried to do this twist, right? But he did so, he did too much with Dobby, like, uh, to this point, where it was, like, it was super easy for everybody to find out that it was Toya from, for a while now. Like, there, there were just too many similarities, there were, he, he threw in so many hints, it's, like, it, it's a shame that, like, he exposed so much of it throughout like the story until now because now this big twist doesn't really hit at all for anybody like i remember reading this chapter being like almost disappointed because i was like wow this was really just that straightforward (laughs) uh like this guy really was like no it's not him but he has ice and fire it's not him but uh he really hates uh, he really hates Endeavor. It's not him, though. It's not him. I swear. Like, dude, come I think on. Everybody like, knew until like everybody was like, it's probably him for sure. But then, like, the second he saw Todoroki, uh, the se- the first time Dobby and Endeavor met, that's when everybody was like, confirmed. It's him. <laughs> yeah, one hundred percent. No turning back it's, now. Um, oh, he got a whole chip on his shoulder about this. Yeah, this one's personal for that. Uh, yeah, it's a shame that like he he like it, it felt like he wasn't really balancing out how Dobby's story was supposed to pay off. Like I feel like if Dobby had a different character design, like different hair maybe, or different like um, a more low key personality, like throughout the story, I think it's maybe all this would have been a better expose, it, like a better twist, but. Yeah, he just looks a lot like Shoto. So, like, that's when I was looking, even with the burn marks and everything, I'm like, yeah, he looks like them. But I'll say this. My Hero Academia is, like, a great series. We love it. But he, Horikoshi is not the best at twists. He's good at, lore, like, the all-for-one stuff with, uh, one-for-all stuff with the lore, stuff like that. He's good, at, he's good with that stuff and, like, revealing information that way. But, like, when it comes to the sudden, like, Shyamalan twists where you're supposed to be like whoa he's not like fantastic at those um, but you know I mean it all depends also on how it's written because I don't mind guessing a twist right you know or like seeing a twist coming because it's hard to do that like we've seen everything under the sun in terms of narrative and like so many twists in the world that like it's not crazy that we'd be able to guess a story's like main twists nine times out of ten or so it's just like, I guess, execution in that. And uh, this was like kind of a so-so. It's not the worst execution of a twist reveal, but it's not like, it's not the best either. Um, if I was 10 years yeah. old, this would have been crazy. <laughs> yeah. Um, Yo, like if I was nine, <laughs> well, like, and I just got in from school, you know what I'm saying? Finished my homework already. And that's just about to come on Maguzi or something like that. <laughs> so like, I would have, yo, I would have went to school that next day, like, yo, yo, fuck out of here. 
oh, it's going to be so great, you know? Yeah. The super high right. fire reaction whenever he drops him first. He'd be like, whoa. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, you um, know, but as you guys said, we all seen this coming from yeah. literally a year ago. One more thought. <laughs> Quite literally a year ago. I guess one more thought to close it out. I feel like like Horikoshi had to have been, he, he has to be like kind of in sync with his crowd because he gets their information and stuff. Like he gets to see like their theories, I bet. I think it's kind of unavoidable because of how big his manga is that he doesn't, he just can't avoid reactions to his stuff. You think he'd just be seeing everybody be like, yeah, it's Toya. Yeah, it's Toya. Yeah, it's Toya. And be like, I can't change it. I, I No, it's not. <laughs> I can't change it. It is what it is. I'm just going to have him pour hair dye on his head and be like, yeah, yes, it's me. I'm Toya. Yeah, and I'm crazy. I, I have Joaquin <laughs> Phoenix. Yeah, how bummed was he? He was like, fuck, they figured it out. I'm gonna kill my baby brother. I thought I covered it up so bad. Um, but anyway, yeah, uh, that's all you got to say about my hero. Ready to move on, boys? It's time yep. to randomize. The X books. Uh, we have three right now. Um, we have Marauders. We have Excalibur and uh, Wolverine. Uh, the first of which... Oh, we're here already, huh? Yeah. Uh, the first right. of which is uh, Ten of Swords, part 14 out of 22. Marauders, number 15. Um, last we left off, Wolverine stabbed the shit out of Saturnine um, in order to like just try to calm... Just like, fuck this tournament, basically. I'm going to kill the main person in charge and see how that goes. And we open up with this big previously <laughs> one thing that goes beyond what we saw. Apparently, after Wolverine stabbed Saturnine... A big three-way battle between Krakoa, uh, Otherworld, and Arak Arako broke out, and mutants died left and right. Um, but eventually, Arako won, and they just broke through the external gate, and they fucking they killed Moria also. Yeah, they... with this mind bomb that I guess kind of like knocked out of commission. So it's not like she died and reset the world or nothing like that. That's no. it. <laughs> Yeah, they walk through, and then they body yeah. the Avengers, the Fantastic Four, and the hosts of Asgard. <laughs> they fucked everyone. I don't know about all of that. They stomped everyone. I don't know about all of that. Everyone? Come on, son. The and, Moon Knight? And I don't know about that. <laughs> I mean, he has all the primordial <laughs> powers now. Yeah, um, man. And the Wolverine... I'm not buying it, bro. Yeah, Wolverine can't die, so he had to watch it all. They left him alive so he could watch <laughs> the consequences of his actions. We open up in this dystopian future where, like, Doctor Strange just gets pushed out of the Sanctum Sanctorum, like, on fire. <laughs> and uh, war and, uh, and pestilence walk out like, yeah, we just bodied Doctor Strange. What now? Um, and I guess we cut, back, we cut back to Otherworld where, like, Wolverine's on an X-shaped thing because you know marketing i guess uh <laughs> everything has to be x related apparently it's a callback to to a to a old issue oh yeah um of yeah there was an issue of, of wolverine like where i had wolverine on an x some, some prepper some shit you know yeah all the stuff but you get it you yeah, know and no Saturn, big deal saturnine is basically like all right so let me tell you now this isn't real but this is what happens if you actually stab me so um, let's uh, let's do this over again. And she ones up the entire universe 
and we cut back to where exactly right before Wolverine stabs her. And that's when Wolverine's like, shit, let me back down. Like, everything's been undone. You know, she basically hit the reset button and everything's fine. And now Wolverine has decided against stabbing the shit out of Saturn. Um, Storm is like, wait, what happened? What? Why didn't you stab her? Because she knew that he was going to do this. And Wolverine's like, don't worry about it. We'll talk, we'll talk later. <laughs> I'll tell you later. Um, as he's sitting down, he starts to smell something weird as Cypher is trying to get into his sushi. And then Wolverine's like, wait a minute, stop! And But it's too late. Cypher already swallowed the sushi, and War's poison has now poisoned Cypher. Not salt. Yep. <laughs> you guys thought that War was just a prankster. Um, but uh, nope, he, she just straight up tried to poison Wolverine, but Cypher got it instead, and he just starts dying immediately. And um, Iska pops up, just throws a fucking dagger into his throat to open up the second pathway for air um the fucking uh white sword goes up to war and is like you poisoned him at our cool dinner where we're supposed to be all chill yeah <laughs> he's very disappointed in her yeah. much to my surprise the white sword <laughs> oh, rules wow. first of all like he's got this cool yeah. like, code of honor thing that's always really cool to see where he's like yo i ain't gonna be part of this bitch shit and then he walks over to cypher and cures him of his poison. And apparently, like, if he heals you, like, he's basically got you, you, you're in his, like, under his control, unless he decides otherwise. So he, it's very important that he mentioned, like, after he healed him, he said, I've, I've, he, I release you from my obligation to me. So Cypher can't be controlled by the White Sword after being healed by him. Um, we get this funny little moment where Apocalypse and uh, Annihilation are still sitting at the table. And Apocalypse is like, I see you done well with the children. And she's like, I did my best. It's a cute, funny moment. I appreciated it. Um, yeah, what was she going to say? She's like, yes, I love it. They're all <laughs> yeah, she's shifty like, and conniving. I mean, you know, one of our kids is named War, so what are you going to do? Um, so um, Brian Braddock walks up to him and is uh, walks up to Saturday and is like, "Hey, can we talk for a minute?" And she just mutes everybody and she and is like, "Okay." And he tries to pull a fast one. He's like, "Yo, they tried. To, they just tried to poison Wolverine. They cheated. So, you know, can you call them the losers now? Like, they technically tried to cheat. So, you know, can we can we chill for a minute?" And Saturday is like, "I would, but Wolverine tried to assassinate me. So, fuck y'all." <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. So. That's what happened. Um, and apparently, like, they all have knowledge of what Wolverine tried to do with Saturnine now. Um, or I guess they, they all heard them. I'm not sure. Um, so, yeah. More, sh- more, more spicy talk between a few people. Uh, and Saturnine is like, you know, Brian, we could just end this if you become Captain Britain again. And he's like, no, that's not my life anymore. But uh, I I hope we can be cool. We cool? And uh, Saturday is like, all right. Um, she she says something really cryptic that comes out later, where uh, Brian says, "I hope you will, I trust you won't turn won't go to bits," and she says, "No, not I." Hmm. Foreshadowing. For wow, nice catch, bro. And yeah. I noticed that. Yeah. So they start eating unicorns because you know. Other world, and that's what they just eat over there. 
And Saturday night is just rude like that. Yeah. Um, That's how I took it. That was just the, yeah, I'm going to do this because I'm a mean, rude person. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Much like Genesis. So, yeah, the White Sword and um and Summoner are talking about how, like, they plan to die way later. They probably will never die. Gorgon's like, tell me, White Sword, would you be able to hmm. resurrect yourself? And um, White Sword is like, I'll never know. Because I won't. Bickett said, I have no idea and I'll never know. <laughs> Believe that. <laughs> Spicy language. <laughs> yeah, this was, I liked this issue a lot. Yeah. Cable has a moment with Apocalypse and Annihilation where he's like, yo, so is this weird for you guys? You know, being husband and wife and having to fight each other to the death for some reason. And they mm, both. With their pruny ass faces. They look so mad. Uptight. It's funny. Like, well, I guess that's just a mask, but still. Yeah. Apocalypse but definitely is. Yeah, <laughs> such an attitude. Don't Look at all the furrows in his, over his brows. Yeah, his weird long lips. He hasn't been this angry in a long fucking time, man. <laughs> yeah. He's like, what's weird to you is normal to other people, so stop judging us, Cable. That is, <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much, pretty what, much he what he says. Pretty much what he says. Cable. And Cable's like, hmm. Well, they call him dumb for judging them. <laughs> He's like, Mm. Right, and Cable's just like, oh, it's just asking. Yeah. <laughs> like he just got sunned real quick. Yeah, I thought that was a perfectly reasonable question to ask. But... <laughs> Ooh, like my bad. Remind <laughs> me to never ask you a question again. Yeah, are we all probably not going to die tomorrow? We're all going to be sensitive now. We're about to kill mm. each other. Um. So yeah, they walk up to Iska and they're like, "Yo, so can you really just like not be defeated in anything?" And they're like. They start to set up little games for her to do. Yeah, she, yo, this is awesome. We were just talking about this, right? Like, what, like to what extent this pat will go? Yeah, and it's actually very interesting. As she's like slamming all of these little baby like kid games they're putting her through, uh, Cable says, um, "I'm not looking forward to fighting you." And that's when Iska is like, "Hmm, you may live to a ripe old age after all." <laughs> yeah, because you're smart. <laughs> that was a. Yeah, I think like I don't know. I think that was just how I was saying. Like, yeah, you seem like you're smart enough to know that I take your head off, bro. Well, little boy. in this context, if they end up fighting, I think that's what she means. I think like the season, the way to beat Iska is to not try to beat her. You know what I mean? Like she mm. can't win if they're if you're not playing the game. I guess so. I don't know. I don't know how that would work. I'm thinking the Hickman way, where it's this weird riddle I have to solve. Um, but I think that's what Cable is trying to is like kind of stepped on is that like I don't look forward to fighting you. He doesn't want to fight her, so like yeah, maybe there's something to that. I don't know how that makes sense. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. <laughs> um. Anyway, back, <laughs> I like the death and uh, the the voice of Araco are talking and just like pet like. Death is like salty. He's like they're so weak and soft. And the voice of Morocco is like, ah, I don't know. Maybe they were just raised better. We were lit. yeah, right. Maybe because they didn't have to always do the most and, and fight and go to war. I mean, if things were they, they would have relaxed. They they grew up in a place where Avengers exist. You know, we lived in hell. Yeah, <laughs> we lived in hell. Literal hell. Millions of years. Um, at that point, that's when Saturnine is like, all right, gather around to find the first matchup, and the 
issue ends with the first matchup being revealed as Iska the Unbeaten versus Captain Britain Betsy Braddock. Um, and I was like, whoa! <sighs> why did we not tournament? see that coming, man? I didn't. Oh, I know why we didn't see that coming. Because we're not going <laughs> to... Everything else that follows after this issue, nobody called. Not one person on the face of this planet. <laughs> not even Hickman. Hickman didn't know until he finished it and said, I don't know about that. All right, I'm going with this. Sorry. Okay. All right. Well, all right. We'll get into it and we'll get to it. Uh, The next issue is uh, Excalibur number 14. This is part 15 of 22. Um, We start off in uh, the other world. Jubilee is still chilling in the forest uh, from way back when. If you remember, Shogo kind of has to live here now because he's a dragon in this world. Um, And I guess they can't just like remove him. From here, uh, so Betsy sends her a telepathic message because nobody knows she's there. So she's like, "Yo, I'm about to fight someone," but she doesn't have time to really go into the particulars because Iska just pops up and just like starts like talking shit <laughs> to her. She just shows up just to like mouth off like a UFC weigh-in where they just like yeah. start talking shit. Um, so. The next scene is like the tournament ground, and I'm like, yo, they actually made a tournament thing. They made a ring. That's pretty cool. And uh, the two fighters start to uh, arrive at the at the ring. Uh, everybody's cheering them on, which I found kind of sweet, funny. Yeah, I thought that was dope. Yeah. <laughs> Cable, first thing he says, like, fuck her up, Captain. I appreciated that. Made me laugh. Um. So yeah, they're having... just telling Doug to pay attention so you can learn something. He's like, uh, I, I will. <laughs> I'm watching. <laughs> yeah. Um. So the battle begins. Uh, Captain Britain manages to hit her with her shield, with her psionic shield. Pretty cool. Um. And as they continue to fight, uh, she seems to be holding her own, but then like their swords tap, and then Betsy starts to disintegrate and just breaks into a million pieces. And everybody's like, the fuck? <laughs> and that's when Saturnine shows up. It's like, oh no, the game's over. Boo-hoo, too bad. I didn't make it in time. I don't like this bitch. So anyway, sweep her up. Let's move on to the next game. <laughs> and um, Captain Avalon immediately knows, like Brian Braddock already knows that like, yo, you're fucking cheating just to be mean. <laughs> and, you know, she doesn't say just that. because? Yeah, she doesn't say that really. But then she... Uh, she's like, whatever, we got to move on. She lost. It's, it is what it is. We got to move on to the next game. And the next opponent is Cypher versus uh, the uh, moon lady, Bay the Mo- Blood Moon. Um, and so they take... I think I called this one. I Did you? I mean, yeah. probably. It's Bay the Blood Moon versus uh, Cypher. And they go get carried away. Everybody's kind of panicking. Cause like yo, we just lost Captain Britain. Now we're we're for sure gonna lose Cipher. That's uh, God, man. We about to go zero two, zero <laughs> two in our feelings as well. Yeah. Like, um, but yeah, yeah shit, shit's happening really fast. Yeah. Um, we get a little bit of a data file on Bay the Blood Moon and what the Doom Note is, and it is just like her voice is super strong. She's basically um Black Bolt. Might as well be Black Bolt. Yeah, she's basically Black yeah. Bolt. Doom Note's a cool name for her power, though. I like it. Um, Bleach-esque. Yeah, they start to um, dress Cypher in this weird Roman uh, outfit with a, with a flower uh, crown thingy. 
Magic shows up and she's like, yo, I just wanted to check on you. And he's kind of panicking like, yo, what is she going to do? What are we going to do right now? Um, and she's like, relax. Doesn't look like we're going to fight. They set up some weird dinner table and a bar and they brought a cake. And then it's revealed that it's not a contest really so much as it's a wedding. Uh, where's my drama music? <laughs> Uh, yeah. So, the fuck is this? <laughs> okay, so I had to read this a couple times. Yeah. Um, and everybody is just cool with this. Um, everybody, everyone's just whatever, totally whatever's about it. Which I, I would like to think it's more because of the looking at it like, okay, well, he's not gonna die. He's not gonna die. <laughs> yeah. Right. So okay, what I have like, we don't care, but no. Well, this is a this weird... huge question mark, right? Like, yeah, I read what I read um, the Bay the Blood Moon thing again, and I, from what I understand, is that this was a pairing brought up because, like, there's something about Bay's powers and specifically needing to be understood. And Cipher, despite his powers being that he can speak any language in existence, cannot understand what Bay the Blood Moon is saying. Because she didn't learn how to talk like even a rockin' citizen. So, like, she basically made up her own language that's unique to her. Mm. The Doom Note is kind of like a subset of that, I guess. Is that, like, yeah, it's weird. Well, because of the quote-unquote Doom Note, she had to communicate with people differently in her own unique way. Mm -hmm. So, she says things. But she she says them with her intent, or maybe it's like a telepathic thing after that. Yeah, and for whatever reason, the Doom Note doesn't really work on Cypher. Or like his powers offset it in some way. They, It's not really clear, and I think that's on purpose for the most part. Um, but in any case, if anybody's watching this and you can kind of clarify if you saw something we didn't, Please comment. Let us know because I'm a little. I mean, look at look though. at look at this last sentence. It says the Doom Note seems to interact with the power set of Cipher in a unique way, while the Doom Note's desire to be understood can make it heard. Her words are not a true language and cannot be translated. So, I I get it, you know. And but her the way she speaks is she again she can't talk normally because she'd destroy everybody you know just like black bolts literally the same exact power like that's you know what i mean so but her ability also makes it so that she want like like her ability makes like it wants to be like the ability itself wants to be heard and i don't know if that's because of the influence of her wanting to be heard or whatever but for some other reason it, it communicates to people without talking so people understand exactly what she's saying but it's not a language so yeah. cypher doesn't know it that's exactly the case yeah i don't know and <laughs> I, I it's interesting to me but it's mostly just a huge what the fuck yeah um we're getting the impression that not all of these are just going to be tournament fights rather than tests and for the most part, that's okay, just because, like, we didn't know actually how the format of this was going to be, you know? Um, so every character is going to have their own individual test as opposed to always just a one-on-one -on -one fight. But uh, 
in any case, the wedding gets interrupted by Jubilee and Shogo, her dragon son, as they start tearing shit up. Uh, Jubilee mentioned earlier that if she hadn't heard from uh, Betsy in an hour, that she would just roll up and start blasting things with her son who shoots reality warping flames. Uh, so, you know, shit starts to go down. Saturnine is pissed, so like they're trying to, they're gonna try to reason with Jubilee and tell her to chill before she just basically wipes her out of existence. Um, Cipher begs Bay the Blood Moon not to go and, and take down the dragon, and she just starts to make out with him. Uh, she's mm. like, "All right, fine, my husband." Um, but uh, in any case, Star uh, Saturnine is reminded that Shogo's just a baby, so she's like, "Hmm, wait a minute." So she does like does her magic thing takes away his reality warping flames and manipulates him to come forward because she because Shogo's a baby and has a baby brain she can manipulate the baby brain into doing whatever she wants using her magic so uh he he comes oh, to her. Jubilee is just so fucking annoying in this whole series I I'm sorry she's just annoying she keeps she comes off cross as like a 17 year old mom like I think she is. That has no control over his, her kid. Like that's what it, and it's just mad annoying to me. It's not cute. Well, I think I she guess is. That's I life. think she is like literally a young. Like she's still kind of a kid. Oh okay, I wasn't sure. Yeah, she's not an adult. I think so. I think she's still like kind of a child. Um, but uh, in any case, what was okay? Uh, Shogo goes over to Saturnine and she mentions that like. If you would have brought your mom's here, I would have killed her in front of you. But anyway, you're going to be my little slave now. And um, the kids get a rock, not a rock, a bay, the blood moon, and Cypher finally get married. And she awards both Krakoa and Arako a point. They are two and one now. And that's where the issue ends. Um, I think this goes into a draw because neither died. And I think the point of this thing was their marriage like this marriage ceremony was not supposed to go over very well maybe she was counting on the doom note being able to destroy him like the doom note would just come out but for whatever reason because cypher cypher's powers react in a different way to hers that they mm. it just didn't come out and you know they both survived so they both get a point so i don't know I think that was. Or she just wanted to get them married. I don't understand. Like, well, she at least doesn't seem to mind. (laughs) Why? Because we'll learn later. But Saturnine's playing a, a very, complex game here. Um, Yes. There's a game within the game that we find out in the next issue, which is Wolverine number seven. This is part X Ten of Swords, part sixteen out of twenty two. Last we uh, we start now with uh, magic arriving at her battle. Uh, she, I guess she goes to the. She finds herself in the floating kingdom of Roma Regina, um, where she meets Pog or Pog, our boy, <laughs> <laughs> in an ultimate. Uh, he comes in with the scabbards. He's about to fight her, and they start like sword fighting for a minute. But then Saturnine takes both of their weapons away and says, "This is a contest of arms." And magic is already off the bat. Like, yo, you're rigging this. Do you see this man? <laughs> he's, he's huge. You want me to arm wrestle this fucking guy? And, you know, she doesn't. Like, how does that make any sense to you? No. 
So, you know, they have to do it. So she just goes up there. She gets demolished by Pogger Pog. And he's like, Pogger Pog, Pog 1-1. One, one. He's rhyming the whole time, by the way. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> my favorite being, Pogger Pog will tear baby arm from its socket and then keep it in his pocket. Um, it's pretty good. And, yeah, Krakoa is now 3-1. and one. I mean, Arako, Arako is now 3-1. and one. Krakoa only has one win to its name. Um, we then cut to the Blight Spoke, which is this wasteland for uh, broken universes. It's basically where the multiverse's trash goes. When something gets destroyed, it gets it, it ends up here on a celestial scale. And this is where Wolverine and the Summoner fight, because they're basically immortal beings, and you know the they they just basically fight through all of these broken universes, these apocalypse worlds. And whoever can hold on the longest wins. Uh, and that person is Wolverine. He just throws the Muramasa sword right through the summoner's eye. And is like, in a, sick. In an incredibly anticlimactic uh, uh, conclusion to the character summoner. Who, no. in my opinion, was built up more so than almost any of these other characters mm-hmm. of Arako. Just for him to go out like this. Yep. Come on, man. Well, and not even a real battle in a, in a silly <laughs> multiversal battle. Come on, son. I thought it was kind of interesting, but I agree. I'm like, well, is this so? This is how the summoner goes. Um, well, they turned into Minecraft characters and fought. <laughs> That's true, but uh, yeah, uh, summoner is dead, <laughs> which leaves crack. But Saturnine declares Arako the winner. Despite the fact that Summoner law, Summoner is dead, because the battle was supposed to be a fight to the death, and Summoner died. So and Wolverine can't die. <laughs> so Saturnine just basically keeps robbing Krakoa of wins. Yeah. It, even in that in that arm wrestling contest with Poggy Pog. They don't even count to one, and he just slams the fucking arm. Yeah, that one was the most agreeable. And then you just, we just brush over it. Like, okay, that happened next. Well, I think that's supposed to be the point, what is the that fuck? like she's just straight up rigging it, and nobody cares. Yeah. Um, but in any case, Wolverine ends up at this bar, this magic bar in uh, Otherworld, and he's like, the fuck, I lost by winning? <laughs> and she's like, it is what it is, and Storm's there with them. Um, and apparently Saturnine has made this game is like, well, they, uh, apparently they're, she's making them fight each other now in different ways. Like Storm and Wolverine have to do a, a drinking competition. And, um, yeah, we see, we get this weird scene. I don't know if you got, if Brian, Josh, you saw this a little differently as they're drinking outside death makes a deal with this Jaffers dude that we see. He's like one of the Lords in other world. He gives him this weird. Oh, like, Jim Jaspers. Yeah, he he gives him this. Um, yeah, that yeah, D Jim. Yeah, he's who again is supposed to be like an Omega level mutant. And Jaffers. He, bro, he's a he's a Omega level reality warper. Oh, I didn't know that. He's just he 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 he's supposed to be stronger than even Jamie. Hmm. <laughs> Okay, so after I don't know what the deal with him is. Yeah, after because after they do that, Krakoa is now two and four. So I don't know what what got them the win there. 
Oh, maybe it's because well, Death bought his like he bought a win for them? Or maybe there was a deal made there where like Death would forfeit in exchange for something? I don't know. This is very strange. No, I think they just had to because... No, so this is what happened. They had Wolverine and Storm versus each other in a drinking contest. Mm-hmm. And then they had War versus Solemn. So they no, both no. Had to... If you look to that page, what I'm talking about is this deal. You see with Jaffers and Death? And yeah, the next I don't thing know you see is Arako and Krakoa. Because at this point, Arako only had... Uh, Krakoa only had one win. But after mm-hmm. this, they have two. Well, but I think it's just implied that... I mean, they are, they literally say how it's, it's a cheat... Like, how it's a... Look, Wolverine says, but what do we lose in turn? I plan... Try channel from the turn. What size of the drink? Right? I don't know. It's weird. I mean, I don't know. Maybe I'm just not picking up on this because I'm a little confused as to how Krakoa won in this instance. I mean, that was it. It was a drinking contest, and I think one of them, you know, either Wolverine or, or Storm won. One or the other. I think it has something to do with whatever death and Jeffers did. Yeah, it, it was it was random. I th- there's definitely some type of implication there, and there's, yeah. there's more to it that that's not being shown. Yeah. Meanwhile, uh, at the same time, Solemn is forced to fight against War, um, because when Krakoa well, fights Krakow, so it so does it fight itself, and that's the logic is that because they're basically the same place fighting each other, they have to fight each other for a match, which is strange. And she picks Solemn War because there's already beef there. You know, Solemn killed War's husband, so she's like, "Okay, I'll kill this guy." Um, mm-hmm. And as Storm and Wolverine are getting drunk, uh, and that I, was the agreement they made. Mm-hmm. Not, not, not man sex, right? Like a lot of people thought it was. Gonna people be. thought it was man sex. Yeah, in well, comment section, we'll get to stuff. it. Wolverine, as Storm is about to make up, make out with Wolverine. Uh, and the battle between Solomon War is about to take off. That's when Wolverine just teleports onto the scene somehow against his will. And it turns out Solomon, we find out what their deal was. Back in Wolverine, when they were fighting in hell for the Muramasa sword, they made a deal in exchange for a Muramasa sword. Wolverine would uh, fight a battle for Solomon. And this is the battle he chose. Wolverine has to fight war. Um and Wolverine's already drunk. He's mad point. convenient. Like he, how could he have ever known that was? It's not like it was planned. It was just hella convenient. I think it was planned. I think like Solemn said, like you have to make it. If you've, um, I'll give you the sword in exchange. You have to fight a battle for me in this tournament that we all know we're gonna. Oh, go in this tournament. Yeah. So yeah, that's that was the deal. Is that Wolverine had to fight for him if he called them? So. Wolverine is at a huge disadvantage because he's drunk and that fucks with his healing factor. Um, not that it like turns it off, but it makes it slower and weaker. So, you know, War and Wolverine start fighting. Um, he's he's just like barely holding on for a minute. Wolf, War actually manages to just like cut through a little bit of Wolverine's neck, but his adamantium spine kind of blocks it, and makes it a little harder for him, or hard for War to uh, break through. And the whatever decides this contest is like the first person to cut off an appendage wins. So Wolverine cuts off War's arm or hand. War's and, hand. Yeah, yeah, War's hand. 
and with his Wolverine dust. claws, not the Muramasa blade, because then her soul would have been donezo. Yeah. Um, and because Wolverine won, the point goes to Solemn because he was fighting this battle on behalf of Sol. Um, so this is Solemn's point. Morocco is now five and two, and that's where this issue ends. Um, yeah. At first reading this. Um, wow, so he, he got points for the other side two times in a row. Yeah, Wolverine both times really fucked them over. And he could have ended this if he had just like not stabbed Saturday the first time. Yeah. Um, so I feel like this is maybe going to be a character point for Wolverine that eventually we're going to understand that. Or Wolverine's probably going to come to terms with his own like impatience and anger or something like that. It's not nothing we haven't seen, which is kind of a bummer, but what are you going to do? Um, we, me and Josh talked about this a little bit before the show, like yesterday. Um, we didn't go into like super discussions really, but we, our initial first thoughts is that we were kind of like, we shouldn't have been surprised, but we are a little disappointed because what we were expecting. Yeah. We really wanted it to be this, 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 this warrior showdown, you know? Yeah. Of combat. Yeah. Um, With stakes and stuff. And here's the problem. We come from, like, manga, so we're just kind of, like, we're more manga people than we are, like, superhero comic people. So, like, we had, when this first started to come together, we were like, oh, shit, we're going to get a cool, like, manga-style shonen tournament arc? That's fucking awesome. We're so excited. Um, And, you know, I, American comics doesn't really work like that. You know, um, I just, like, in terms of structure, they... Both are very different writing styles. Um, and I think that comes from, like, I think manga just has more time to breathe and, you know, really just, like, take their time with these stories. Um, so I'm not, like, I am I shouldn't be disappointed, but I am a little bit because I was like, yo, this could have been really fun. It's a bit of a letdown, but it, it was at least surprising. It wasn't predictable at all. Mm-hmm. And you it know, made sense. it wasn't. It feels like, you know, because there's like a story going on behind the scenes. It's not like this is an ass pull because we do get little hints that Saturday and the reason she set this whole thing up was for it to work out in her favor anyway. So she's always been kind of a player herself in the grand scheme of things. Um, and she is this powerful where she can just like manipulate odds in her favor. And she is this smart where she can like work on semantics in terms of what the challenges are and all that stuff. It's not that it's poorly written or anything. It's just like, I think maybe we got our expectations in a different place and we were delivered something yeah. else. So um, I think that's, 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 yeah, that's, that's the terms that I came to. Um, I think, but if nothing else, the one sharp criticism, and I say sharp uh, for, you know, because I, it stands out to me in a bad way, mm-hmm. is the pacing. They spent. I read a comment in the section that get, that that I'm basically you know taking their thoughts, but they had a point. There was essentially three chapters spent on one dinner, just for us to get like three fights in one chapter. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, in yeah, one yeah. issue of a book, and and then for one fight to end in three sword strikes. And another to not even be a fight to be a what you know what I'm saying is, and, and look, just to be clear, I I enjoy 
these stories with it that are context heavy. I don't, you know, I don't always love it in manga, but in American comics, I do when the writing's really good, especially with someone like Hickman. You know, some of some of the best Avengers moments was in the dialogue between heroes and stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, especially the contentiousness of like the Illuminati with Reed and 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 and, and company. You know what I'm saying? Versus uh, Captain America, you get it. So it's not like I don't. I didn't like that it was slow before. It's just that, damn, I thought they were going to commit a little bit more to the combat part of it. But again, mm-hmm. I'm, I, I, I will, I will at least say, as you said before, that that was more on me, Yeah, you know, for, for having those expectations, but damn, man, if, 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 I think they could have slowed it down with the fights. I think they could have yeah. gave things, a, especially with Summoner. Summoner, man, come on. He, I think he deserved to go out like that, but I think we as the readers deserve a, a, a more wholesome loss. Like, you know, he just kind of, he didn't even talk, you know? We didn't even get to see him really fight, fight. And he didn't. And and then, they, and then you know, we had a breakdown of Summoners, you know, before a text about the different the different ranks of them, and then he killed the stone man. There was a lot of it was just dumb. And then what? All right, so so he kills War Son, and she's now she's mad instead of being mad and fighting Solomon. She's fighting Wolverine now. Is mad because she because he happened to kill the son. Mm-hmm. And then, well, I think it's just extra incentive. Really you know, uh, in that case, I think there's just extra incentive there. It just made her accept that this is happening easier. Um, yeah, but I Saturnine was gonna let Wolverine fight Solomon's battle, like she had the card, she showed it. She's like, yeah, I knew this was gonna happen. Um, I mean, I I just wish that like, I don't know what it is about superhero comics that they're not allowed to really, or I don't know if that they're not allowed or they're not encouraged to just kind of like take their time with these kind of things, because uh, superhero comic arcs are very short, like they're designed to fit in a trade in like a six issue trade paperback yeah. um which is efficient but like sometimes it kind of robs of like you know action and stuff like that like i'll say that like when i read a superhero comic more often than not i i'm i can't say that like something like ex- like jujutsu kaisen is so great at action in like sequential art but i can't say the same thing about like marvel or dc comics because it's usually just like a fight of ideas as opposed to like they're usually like having these big diatribes as they fight so it's not really about the physical action and i get i get how that can be impactful and strong but it's just like not that exciting you know i i feel like this was something that really excited us this idea that they were just gonna like face this like pog or pog I was so excited to see just someone like, like like a good old scrap, you know. Yeah, like everybody but loves it, a good it, old scrap on, on the organized in the organized <laughs> manner, not in like a oh like a gang fight, X Men versus whoever else, you know. what I'm saying X Men versus they they ops at the moment, you know. It was a mm-hmm. very as a character specific driven arc initially, anyway, and you know these fights were gonna expose a lot, of, a lot more about these characters. There was gonna be stake, the stakes involved, and now it just seems like a, a fucking game. You know, yeah. the tone is so different now. Yeah, like there was now... a tone that was set. 
that it's just not there anymore. Yeah, it's, we were set. For, now it's lighthearted. We were not even that it's lighthearted. We were set up to be like, this is going to be a tournament of champions. This is going to be the fate for Krakoa. But now it's like more. Now it's just about this secret game that Saturnine's playing, which I yeah, guess, I fucking hate her, yo. It's not a bad thing per se, but it's like, mm, I wish. It's also yeah, like, not, yeah. There was also a thing about like, oh, if we die here, then we there's a chance we won't come back the same. But it's like not all of the fight, not all of the challenges are to like death. necessarily mean death anymore. So now it feels like. You know, where are the stakes well, right now? Here's what I'll say. Yeah, it was fake, right? Like almost. <laughs> here's what I'll say about that. I mean, look, the story's not over yet. No, it's so not. So yeah. it could just devolve into a big battle royale where everybody realizes what Saturnine's doing. And they're just like, man, fuck this bitch. And it's like a three way battle like we saw before, except this time Krakoa comes out on top or something. Or maybe like even Arako gets pissed and they all like join forces to fight her. Um,. Which could be interesting. I mean, there's there's a lot of ways this could go. Maybe we're being a little premature, but we were excited about like, oh shit, Magic versus Pogger Pog, or like, is Babe the Blood Moon gonna fight Cables? Who's Iska gonna fight? Right. In a serious way, it's just like to us, it it would have been more excited if they had just committed to maybe showing the fights more and still have Saturnine low key being like sneaky. Or maybe just like pace these things out, you know, like yeah, right. Have like, this exact... like ha- have it more out of our face and behind the scenes. Yeah, you, you know, how many issues... instead of this obvious game being like this carrot being dangled in front of us, and it's like, come on, man, don't do that. You're better than this, bro. We started <laughs> at uh, fourteen, so we had so many issues where you could just like expand on these fights, and you could have like maybe two fights an issue. It's not that crazy. You know, there's certain fights that, like, could probably be shorter than others. But, you know, I guess it's like a weird pacing thing is our problem. is like you could have this exact same story, but just, like, you know, take your time with it. Make this arc longer. If it's good, we'll read it. Who cares? I don't know why it has to be, like, it has to be 22 issues. That's it, you know? I wish they would just have taken their time. I guess it's just the industry, man. I don't know. But I will say... I don't hate it. <laughs> I don't even think it's bad. It's just kind of like maybe, again, it's probably on us for getting our hopes up because we took this as like, it's like we're reading manga, but it's not. And, you know, it's probably like our expectations that we're just getting crushed about. We're being unfair, but I don't know. I feel I still feel like they could have taken their time a little more because especially with the marriage part, because I was like, my head was spinning. <laughs> I was like, what? I couldn't. I was like, "What?" But yeah, I don't know. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm obviously gonna see where this goes. I'm not gonna quit at all. It has been a superb story up to this point, so I'm not gonna fault it. Yeah, I'm gonna see where it goes. And Hickman is more than. I'm just Hickman. a little disappointed, but they have plenty of time to pick it back up for sure. Anyway, that's all I gotta say about it. You guys ready to move Same. on? Same. Yep. Yeah. It's time. To randomize. Chainsaw Man. Uh, This is Chainsaw Man, Chapter 92, Zombie Blood Chainsaw. And uh, this is the audience voted RGC. Certified RGC. Certified RGC. 
certified RGC. Um, yeah, this one, I believe, just a little under half of the vote, which was surprising to me. Um, I thought My Hero or Black Clover was probably going to take this for sure, or at least mm. My Hero, but I don't know. Um, let me break down the results in real time. We had um, we had Chainsaw Man one at forty seven percent of the vote. Uh, we had Jujutsu Kaisen at fourteen percent. Uh, Black Clover was second place at thirty one. Jujutsu Kaisen was third mm. to fourteen, and My Hero Academia got eight percent of the vote, which is shocking. Um, but yeah, this is My Hero. Uh, this is Chainsaw Man chapter ninety two. Um, last we left off, Denji was uh, revived by power, and he met with the old man, and he's like, I'll keep you safe from Akima. So they fuck hmm. off to this weird underground bunker. Kobeni's with them. And um, she's like, <laughs> and, and uh, the old man's like, okay, Makima can't listen to us here. <laughs> it's all right to talk now. <laughs> Yo, I, I see that shit. It was crying, man. <laughs> Yeah, we have like this. yo, he's real serious about that, man. He's not, he's not taking any chances. Yeah, uh, reception's bad under here for Makima PCS, so she can't hear us down here. Um, and uh, you know, they're just ba- basically sitting down watching TV and waiting for the day for the night to pass, because apparently, like, their plan is going to be initiated tomorrow, whatever they're going to mm-hmm. do. Um, so Denji sits next to uh, Kobeni, and they have a conversation, basically. Um, Kobeni starts off this conversation by saying, wait, so I can't say, I can't call my mom or my dad? And she's like, and the old man's like, nah, sorry. And she's like, cool. Cool. I don't want to talk to them anyway. I have an excuse to get away from them. And I'm like, whoa. Kobeni is weird. <laughs> like, she's the, she. we know almost nothing about Kobeni, but she's such a strange <laughs> individual. Yeah, she does like a lot of backstory to her, it feels. No, we don't know yet. So she's just shivering in the corner because she's scared she's about to get murdered by Makima. And uh, she's like, must be nice. You're immortal, so you can't be killed. <laughs> and uh, then she's like, yeah, I may look okay, but my heart feels like it's at the bottom of a toilet co- clogged with crap. And um, he brings up this, like, sad thing. It's just like, up till now, everything I've experienced, whether good or bad, were all manufactured by another person. And that's really fucking with my head because the only real choices I guess I've ever made are the little things like what to eat for lunch. Yeah. Um, and he's like kind of sad because like uh, even if we make it out alive I bet I'll just be somebody's obedient dog forever. And Kobeni is just like well isn't that just normal? You know there's no, no such thing as a life free of bad things except in your dreams. And this is two page spread where Denji looks at her like Whoa. What? (laughs) Yeah. I guess it's... I was... Go ahead. I guess it's because Kobani didn't exactly make him feel better, (laughs) where he's like, oh, shit. This may be the case, after all. I may just be... Yeah, right? Like, damn. Well, good pep talk, I guess. I'm always going to have to deal with bad things. Hmm. Hmm. Well, it's interesting. I think that's what... I think that's what... The thing is supposed to be where, like, Denji thinks thought he, like, accomplished his dreams and, you know, nothing bad would probably happen to him. Like, he finally made it. 
but I guess he's coming to grips where like just because you know he's made it out of the dumpster doesn't mean his troubles are over. Um, which is crazy. Uh, and Denji just looks down and is like, but I want it to be normal. And she just goes, you want to be normal, Denji? And man, he has nothing to say to that. Uh, I don't know what, what this is supposed to mean, really. Do you know, Josh? No, I put a lot of thought into it too, man. And I honestly don't have much to show for it. I, I try to understand and I have a little idea, which is, I don't think this is going to be the case, but we may be seeing a moment here where we see a huge change in philosophy mm. uh, with Denji and you know and his character. Because, yeah. uh, like he said, I mean, he said it plainly, like, "Yo, I, everything I've been doing was not even because I wanted to do it. It's just situations I fell into and I've been wilding for respect." Mm-hmm. You know, the only, the only, the, uh, the only type of control I had over my life was choosing what fucking snack I was about to eat. You know. Yeah. And do I want the pancakes or the waffles? So, I guess that bomb just got dropped on him, and he's just thinking like, "Ah, oh, man, come on! Like, I, I don't want to deal with all, you know all this hardship. I just want to be a normal person." And like, maybe she challenged him as far as thinking what is normal. Yeah. What is that even supposed to mean? Oh, or yeah. how the fuck do you think you're ever gonna be normal? Or I think it's more like what normal? I don't know. I think it's more like what did you think normal was? You know, like I think that's mm. an interesting thought. It's just the idea that like mm. Yeah, but that is normal. Because when you think about, you know, I guess in a very pessimistic sense, like how much control we all have over our lives and Denji's like Denji's lament is like, yo, all I really ever had was the choice of these little things, like what I'm going to eat, um, what little activities I'm going to do, you know, probably the video games he played with power, all that yeah, stuff, yeah. those little baby choices that we all have. And she's like, yeah, but that's normal, right? True. She said like a lot of, a lot of things in life are just out of our hands, you know? Yeah. Mm. Wow. Yo, we just figured it out. <laughs> Damn. Uh, another thing I want to mention is that, like, Kobeni saying that, it kind of looks like Denji just woke up, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, when, when she says that, and it's like, um, he spent all this time chasing a dream, right? And once he, quote unquote, accomplished that dream, he had nothing to live for, right? Because it's like he already did everything that he thought he wanted, um, well, but it still didn't satisfy him. Like it, it's like it's almost like he wasn't really aware of the world that he like of how he affected the world or of everything that he really went through because he was in a dream state, you know, like a dreamlike state. Because like yeah. even at oh well, I don't want to talk about the end of the chapter yet, but yeah, um, here's. Here's what I say to that, because I think there's very there's a lot of truth. It's more that I think it's that, but it's also Denji's realizing that his dream kind of stunk. Just like he's he wasn't being that, nearly as ambitious as he could have. Like he didn't open his mind at all. Well, to, it's not even that. Is that his? He couldn't because this just being able to eat non rotten bread was the dream to him. And then he's realizing now that he's there is that like, yeah, now I have that ability and now I have that opportunity. But now it's just like, is this it? <laughs> you know, like, this is what it is to 
this is what I've ever always wanted. You know, I, it's what Brian said is like he's reached his dream and is realizing like his dream isn't great. Uh, or like his dream isn't all that he wanted or what he thought it would be. Um, very depressing. <laughs> what is what is all of our lives? <laughs> um, but uh, as Denji is, I guess, figuring this along, uh, along with us in this moment, uh, he is interrupted by the TV saying Chainsaw Man. And uh, he's like, this isn't the hero of a manga we're talking about. He is, uh, he's talking about a man who always gets back up again, no matter how, how many times he goes down. And he's watching the news as all of the people around the world are just chanting his name. And yeah, it's in, and Denji's like, that's me. Holy shit. And I guess he doesn't really have... That's inspiring, man. Yeah. But I they're think... not like, yeah, we love Chainsaw Man because he murders people no. and he's fucking that metal. Ding. You know what I mean? They're like, yo, he doesn't stop, man. This nigga doesn't quit. That's Mako Nucci Ippo. Yeah. Doesn't stop. Do- never stop stopping. <laughs> and, um, yeah, he's just realizing this. And, I, and that's where the chapter ends. It's just him watching TV. He doesn't really say anything as he's watching thousands of people chant for the Chainsaw Man. And I wonder, so, I, th- I think he's realizing that maybe he didn't live a normal life. Like, he has so, this potential to be more. Real quick, this is what I wanted to bring up, was that, like, this isn't the first time that Chainsaw Man or Denji was approached, like, by people, like, you know, kind of idolizing Chainsaw Man, right? Like, so him seeing all this stuff, like um and being surprised by being idolized was a little interesting because it like it just shows just how i don't know it just seems as though like he wasn't really paying attention to how he influenced the world right because he was so like hell-bent on being normal he wouldn't picture himself being like this important right Mm -hmm. like why would a normal person have this much public support. Mm-hmm. So well, I feel like that that's another thing where it's like he shut out the like his influence on the world because he in, in an attempt to be normal. He shut out everything. That amongst a whole bunch of other things. You know, he just he well, was he was he, he was living in a box. You know, he had his I uh I count entire, yeah. I chalked that up to him in his chainsaw man form, I don't know how much he actually remembers from the time that he's in that form. So he may not have, he, I, I don't think he even knew that this is how people regarded him. Uh, and he doesn't really watch, he doesn't really watch the news. It looks like, so there's no way for him to really have known how much he's impacted the world. But, um, yeah, I mean, I guess this is going to be the turning point is that like in his quest to be normal, he became something more. um, just by wanting to be a guy, you know, or just trying to be like how this is like the v- development of him becoming a fully formed human being, I guess. It's just by being an everyman, he's influenced so many. His desire to be just like a normal person has brought irrevocable change to most people's lives. Uh, that's how I see it, at least. I, I'm glad we talked about this. This is what well I love doing this podcast for. Is that I, when I read this, I was like, "What does this mean?" But uh, t- having this, having this talk to be this ability to be able to like bounce ideas off of people and like 
try to figure it out together. It's always fun. Um, if you guys draw yeah, drew something indeed. else, if you guys drew something else from this that we didn't see, let us know in the comments. Uh, we'd we'd be happy to read them and share your perspective. That'll be sick. So, you know, comment below if you also have like a little bit of uh, an insight as to what this chapter was. Um, but anyway, that's all, all I got to say about Chainsaw Man. It, 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 I guess it is. It does have the well-deserved audience decided RGC. You guys ready to move on? Here. It is time to randomize. The champ is here. Dr. Stone. Uh, this is Dr. Stone, chapter 173. Uh, chapter's loaded up. One minute. Uh, it's the one they, where they try to go to... Si- 173 Earth Race. Um, last we left off, they freed a geographer, a geographer yeah. uh, named Chelsea and in, uh, in South America. And she basically told them that in order to cheat their way through the land, in order to not get caught by Stanley, they would have to uh, develop motorcycles. So that's what we're going to do in, in proper Dr. Stone fashion. Um, so yeah, first thing they got to do is they got to make rubber. Um, so, you know, they got to make rubber, but on top of that, they're, they're being like pursued even faster now because, uh, Stanley's people have a guy on the inside who can read sonar and is a great navigator. So he basically pinpoints their exact location based on the sonar equipment on the Perseus and, um, yeah, they're like, shit, we got to get out of here fast. Um, and then they, uh, Chelsea reminds them about these, uh, about her little kites that she used to cry for help earlier. And they're like, oh, yeah. So, you know, we cut back to the Perseus where the radar guy is looking and he notices that their ship is suddenly going way faster. The reason being is that they used uh, Chelsea's big uh, luminous kites to create a sail. So on top of their engine, they're getting pushed over by the wind using the sail. And yeah, it's just going way faster because the bigger the sail, the faster the boat size, the faster a boat of this size will go. So yeah, now that they're like... This story is so dramatic. Like the artist. Like you seen this guy on on doing the charting? Yeah. Fucking bullseye hair. <laughs> <laughs> bullseye man where he just he got like... cross he got crosshair eyes. Yeah, he does have crosshair eyes. And he's throwing the text on the map without even looking at it. <laughs> like whatever, man. <laughs> I mean, I'll say you. this. I feel like Ice Shield was was exactly the same. <laughs> like when you really think about it, it's very much this kind of style to make these people like ultra the ultimate catch which is really just a 37 yard reception for a first down that's pretty big set up in red zone it's a big deal but it's a big deal that's a not great... like they be making it an ice shield that'd be the most epic catch in japanese history no, dude they in ice shield they regularly get their like helmets whenever they catch a thing their helmets just fly off <laughs> i'm like why does this happen all the time they need better equipment oh, I'm yeah right so much this is not safe <laughs> They should remake the anime. Shaman King is getting a remake for uh for 2021. Well deserved. I'm excited. I've been reading the Shaman King manga. Remake or are they going to I mean, it's the, the same it's the same no, they're reanimating the whole series. Um and like here in America they've been re-putting out the manga on Comicsology mm. Unlimited. 
which I've been reading. Oh, I miss Shaman. Oh, wow. But I'm like, remake Ice Shield. Do it. <laughs> it would be a great time. Anyway, that was mostly Dr. Stone. <laughs> that was about it. Uh, it's a, they, uh, they speed up their boat. Uh, fun chapter, though. Very clever to use of, uh, of the sail. I like it. Nothing, nothing much happened, though. Um, ready to move on, boys? Yep. All right. Yeah. We missed Ice Shield. Anyway, randomize. Black Clover. Uh, this is Black Clover chapter 271. Uh, Union. Last we left off, uh, Noct turned into a muckrow and is planning on destroying Asta. Not really, but really, you know, they're going to do some combat training with the new demon powers. Um, he tries immediately to wrap them up in his uh, shadow ma- magic, but Asta does a cool uh, breakout pose. Pretty, pretty sick. One of these. Oh, uh, yeah. Bust up out of it. Yeah, like, wait. I ain't no chump. And, you know, he's in his half demon form. He's like, wait, where's Lieb? And Lieb is a tiny little demon on his shoulder. Uh, he's adorable. <laughs> I'll give him that. Very cute. And um, he's like, wait a minute. You're tiny. What's happening? And uh, Noct basically explains, like, in Devil Binding Contract, the initiative belongs entirely to the one giving orders. In other words, the human. That's why I can use union so easily. But you, your contract isn't union. So, you know, your devil's power is only trickling into you as opposed to becoming one with your devil. So, you know, you got to figure out how to use his real power. And hmm. uh, so Asta turns around and asks Libio, like, yo, how can I use your real power? And Lieb's like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I have no fucking clue. Yeah. <laughs> He's basically like, my plan was to take over your body and fight, but you beat me, so can't do that. And this is the first time I've ever done this, so I have no idea. So you figure it out. And, um, you know, they argue about it comedically for a little bit. And Noct is like, I suppose you just have to figure it out. Uh, one of uh, Guido Mello's characteristics is pack. So I think you could just, like, spawn multiple demons uh, using his demon Guido Mello's power. And uh, they all start just mobbing on Asta and Lieb. Uh, Asta's barely, like, kind of yeah. keeping up, fighting. Perfect training sparring partners, you know? Mm-hmm. Fighter creatures. Yeah. Um, Asta eventually makes his way to Yami's katana and transforms it into uh, a fully black blade. He takes a swing using demon, a new technique called Demon Slasher. Oh, no, he says just Demon Slasher. Your name is Demon Slasher Katana. Hmm, he and named it. He named his sword, and he's like, let's go get Captain Yami together. We'll surpass our limits right here and now. And Noct is like, mm, I hate that phrase. And uh, that's where the chapter ends. Um, I like this. I like this quite a bit. Uh, I'm enjoying that Like, there's different versions of the devil power that not everybody has to be one with them you can just use their power a lot like how you know uses like the air sprite lady um so you know oh the little pixie chick yeah yeah um yeah i thought that was fun big it was mostly an action chapter um it was very funny i'm liking their little chemistry together uh yeah i like i like the uh the what do you call that the banter between them Mm-hmm. And 
this is cool. This you know, this is training I wanted to see. I like how he doesn't automatically unlock the like you know the full power of his devil just because they made a contract that he's got to figure out how to use that shit and that this potential for him to get even stronger. Right. This is exciting stuff. Yeah. <laughs> but um, anyway, that was Black Clover. Had a good time reading it. Um, you guys ready to move on? Sure. It is time to randomize. Jujutsu Kaisen. Yer. This is Jujutsu Kaisen Chapter 129, The Shibuya Incident Part 46. Jeez. How many <laughs> weeks are action packed chapter? 46. Not counting like weeks off that has. It's almost a year. Huh? They've all, it's almost a year. Wow. This whole story arc. Um, in any case, last we left off, Mahito and Toto were fighting. Uh, Ma- Toto and Itadori were fighting Mahito. Um, they their fight was so epic they had to take it to the streets, and uh, you know, it they just continue to give it up filthy. Uh, they're like just kind oh, of... this is the RGC for me by the way. Oh yeah, in also case. same by the way. This is our certified really good chapter. Certified RGC. Yo, Jujutsu guys is hot man. RGC. I am shocked oh man so fun so yeah you know it's just like they're they're just fighting and it's cool action you know like it's not standard like i'm gonna punch you you gonna punch me and it's not just like i'm gonna use my powers to bludgeon you to death it's just a combination of both and it's so fucking sweet um i also like the art is so great i don't know how many times we've talked about jujutsu kaisen art but for as sketchy and as weird as it is it's kind of perfect in that way I really like it, but, uh, you know, it's because it's kind of like, all right. So I know I keep bringing up like anime and how this stuff is going to be fucking incredible in anime, but that's the thing that this artist does specifically where it's like he prioritizes like movement over like details in some cases, like when, um, you see the movement and how things like you could just. Like I've mentioned this before, but it's like you can see their movement because that's clearly what he what he prioritizes is like how characters look like their poses, like how they move and shit like that. Like, you know, the art for this fucking thing is amazing. I think a better way to explain it is that like you can feel the weight of their movement. Like you can feel the weight of a punch or like even a, a punch that misses. I like the instinctual feel I get sometimes is like. I can feel like that was a heavy hit in that moment or a heavy swing in general just because the way he inks and stuff. But uh, enough about the art. <laughs> it's just so great. Um, as they're giving up filthy, at some point, Mahito just transforms back regular and is like soul multiplicity. He makes a shadow clone <laughs> of some sort. Not a shadow clone, but like a whole new human being, a polymorphic soul. A transfigured human. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, 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 henchmen. Yeah, and um, it actually is like so strong that it knocks Toto through a whole fucking building, like all the way through. Yeah, he kind of just assumes it's like you know a a weak fodder creature, you know, mm-hmm. I guess like when they spawn little minions. But uh, this guy has some explosive strength to him. <laughs> well, it's I mean he knocked this guy what through a, through a fucking skyscraper. Yeah, 
or something. Well, he's wrong and right because like he's not just a fodder figure, but it does only take Toto one hit to take him down. Um, oh, he catches him real lovely too. He yeah. tosses a rock right Switches past him, then teleports behind him and oh, throws man. him a fucking that elbow clap, to the back. Is it's gotta head. be so satisfying to hear. Just like, <laughs> and there he is. Crap. Uh, and then he just like mashes him into the ground. It's it's just it's just r- really clever, man. Very creative uh, use of an ability. Yeah, and he basically posits like, yeah, it may have been super strong, but it's very, it's not very durable because it's the the power is the result of expending so many souls at once. But there's not a lot of emphasis played on placed on durability. So you know, he sees two more pulling up, and he's like. Forgive me, poor souls. Kisses his necklace as he's about to demolish these guys. Um, back to Itadori and Mahito. Man, he just keeps throwing dead person beams at him. But Itadori is like, woo, weave, woo. Yeah, weave. weaving all of that shit, man. Kicks him square, like right in his face intentionally. But then Mahito blocks it, turns that into a fucking throw, a leg throw, knocking de- uh, Itadori through a building. But then Toto shows up. <laughs> because of course he's not just gonna go down that easy and Mahito's like fuck this is starting to get hard um, and he realized like I can't use domain expansion because I'll be killed by Sukuna and I can't and I'm not good enough to like exclude Itadori from the domain so what to do and then he just like decides fuck it I'm gonna do it he uh, he expands his domain whoa He expands his domain for 2.2 seconds, and that's where the chapter ends. Like, his plan is to do it real quick before Sukuna is even able to do anything and de-expand it, and that's where the chapter ends. Um, yeah, this was... So, if he opens up his domain, does Sak- Sakuna come out? Yeah. I He tried it on, on Itadori before, and uh, Sukuna is like... Do that again, and I'll kill you. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of weird. Like, I, he just he could come out during his domain expansion for some reason. Well, because I think um, I I don't remember how this exactly played out, and I feel bad for my memory on Jujutsu Kaisen, but I do remember this scene where he tried to fight him. He, he tried to fight Itadori before. Mm-hmm. I think it was way back early in the series. Yeah, and then he used his domain on Itadori, but then that's when Sukuna was like fuck do you think you're doing um i don't remember exactly what his domain was but i think it had something to do with like oh no no no! you know what it is it's because itadori's soul is like one with sukuna's mm. so if he tries to manipulate itadori's soul using his domain then sukuna will be down there waiting like he can't just do that oh and that's what his domain does it 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 tries to, it affects your soul directly. Yeah, if I remember that's, correctly, because that's what his whole that's a day yeah, that's his whole ability in the first place. Mm-hmm. That like the damage it does to your soul. Yeah. Okay. But uh, that's where the chapter ends. He's gonna try to do it in point two oh, seconds. I'm sure we'll get another explanation again. They'll refresh us. Yeah, yeah. Next time he's very descriptive. He's gonna yeah. make sure that we didn't forget. Yeah, Jujutsu Kaisen. There's no way. Jujutsu Kaisen no is very aware possible. that it's an info dump yeah. constantly. So yeah. it's reminded us before of certain things. But uh, in any case, do it again. that was Jujutsu Kaisen. Again, another action. We had a lot of action chapters this week. 
Um, I feel bad, not a ton of analysis in, in terms of that. But uh, okay, we can get a I little mean, break you know, sometimes. This is lit. It was yeah. fun to read. No, yeah, that doesn't take away anything. It just makes it less to really talk about. It was a great chapter. Our favorite of the week, me and Josh, at least. I don't know what Brian's RGC was. Poggers. Uh, Poggers. <laughs> I guess I guess Jujutsu Kaisen was up there for me. All right. Well, there you, you go. You guess? Do you gotta say the magic word? The magic. The magic act. Yeah, Brian. You gotta be sure about uh, your RGCs. You can't. It's not an I guess. It's not a. <laughs> it's not some poultry award. It's a high honor. Ahoy, Ona. Yeah. So. Yeah, I guess it's my RGC. Say it with your chest. Play that. I hope Dropped he turns his sword into some gu- 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 guns. Certified RGC. Certified RGC. Certified RGC. Yeah. Times three. <laughs> Unified. Holy Unified. R- I said we got to make a new drop called Unified RGC. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 we gotta, yeah, yeah. We Just a deluxe. Just a deluxe version of it. <laughs> Unified. R- like a. <laughs> yeah. We're going Super Saiyan and shit. Yeah. Anyway, well, that was Jujutsu Kaisen. Uh, and that has been our show. Where Superman was kind of cool, but we'll yeah. save that. We'll save that. Maybe we'll do a bonus sometime. I don't know. But in any case, that was our show this week. Thank you guys so much for listening. A little bit of a shorter one, but you know, it was a very, uh, it was a, it was a chill week. Um, thank you guys for joining. Yeah, chill, smooth, yeah. smooth one, right? Yeah, we've had a, we've had a, a slew of two, almost two and a half hour episodes. So, you know, I think we deserve a little bit of a break. Um, but uh, in any case, you could find us at the Chris Espinal at JD Cole underscore 37 at B.ESP on Twitter and Instagram. NY Chillin' for Josh on Twitter. Um, follow our theme song guy at Drum underscore Foo. Follow the show itself at New Jump City on Twitter and Instagram to cast your vote for the audience RGC. Um, is that it? That's right. No. Email us at newjumpcitypod at gmail.com for any questions, suggestions, anything you guys want to talk to us about, or comment below and we'll, uh, we'll read them on the show do all of the things um if you're listening on itunes subscribe to us on youtube and vice versa if you're on youtube listen to the show on itunes uh itunes episode usually goes up first anyway so if you want to listen to it before it gets on youtube check us out there and i believe that is it take care everybody stay safe new jump citizens peace peace out